Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. People are bringing attention to this. And now I have a standard I have to meet. Now you've noticed there's a a staff party and I know there's cake in the lounge. I have to see if Mary is in there because she she noticed I lost 10 pounds. And if she sees me eating that cake, she's going to say something like it's and that's a story, too. Well, hey there. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends. Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There is no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we are not willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, Candace discovered an article from Brene Brown that was so thought-provoking. It asked the question, What's the story you're telling yourself? So we dive deep into that today. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. So ladies, last week we had a, I feel like it was a pretty heavy week, but I also feel like it was a very therapeutic conversation, at least was a very therapeutic conversation for me. And we had said that instead of setting goals for this week, we were just going to sit and think on it and kind of let that marinate over the week. So how was your week? Quiet. (laughs) Can can I go first? How about if I go first? Yeah, go first. Um, It was a, it was a really good conversation for me because it made me realize how many things that I have been holding on to that I have been nursing the hurt for them. I've been rehearsing the hurt for them. And I needed to actively start taking steps of forgiveness. And I think there's an important thing. One thing that we didn't talk about is forgiveness is different than reconciliation, Mm -hmm. right? Being able to go and, you know, suddenly you start having that conversation with somebody, which is not possible in many circumstances. So I do want to, I do want to say that, but for me, it was a point to start a forgiveness process for others. And also for me, let go of things and begin to take more control over things in my life that I've been very passive about or felt like I haven't, I haven't been able to take control when really the power's been in my hand the whole time to do. So for me, mentally, it was the strongest that I felt in a long time. And that felt great. I also made some great changes in food. I prepped food this week. 
I walked uh, five out of seven days, which was great. So I would say this is the most um, unplanned, mindset-focused, trackable week that I've had in a long time, and I lost 0.4. <laughs> I did not get the way it's I going in the right direction. And at but least I you didn't it. say only. Right. Yes. Yeah. But in the scheme of things, so bravo, Starwise, non-scale victory. <gasps> yes. Thank you, Ricky's holding up her little starfish for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost a lot of weight in in that area, I feel like. So that's good. Do you think it was directly tied to the things that we discussed and how you were processing it? 100%. Good. 100%. Because I realized that I started just, I started not, I don't obsessing is not the right word, but some of the things that we were talking about, the things that I brought up, uh, the conversation about the, the wedding dress, right? So I, I went down this really bad memory lane with some pictures, uh, old pictures that I was moving from a, from a hard drive. And I didn't put those thoughts in check. I did not put them in check. I started letting these old hurts get over top of me. And I needed to stop that and go, this is 20 years ago, and we're not going to do this anymore. I am a different person than I was then. And this person is a different person than they were then, even though I'm sure they could totally fit into their wedding dress today, but whatever, after. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm happy for where they are. I'm happy for where I am. And I just, you know, full stop. I got to hit a stop sign on that. And we're not going to go back there anymore. So, and that applied to some current situations that I'm dealing with right now. I'm realizing that those situations, I intentionally hurt myself. Um, while I don't feel like I'm intentionally hurting myself at the time, when I look back, I go, this was completely in my power to make a different decision. And I chose, I allowed myself to be overcome by the hurt instead of actively taking these thoughts in my mind and going, no, this is not accurate. No, this is not true. And even if it is at this moment, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. I mean, I'm just, first of all, congratulations, because regardless of the scale, those are some major non-scale victories in the area of mindset, which, you know, we have all said, I think all of us collectively were mindset for the the pillar in WW that we needed to focus on. And it just shows you how getting your mind to a certain place, the actions follow. It's not just about the food and about yes. the, the exercise. So yes. congratulations, Aaron. That's yes. great. Thank uh, you. I wish I could give you, like I said, for those who are on the podcast, we're giving rounds of applause and Ricky has this beautiful, <laughs> I have to see it again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a little squishy, like stress thing, oh, but it's in the shape of a star. So here's your Bravo star for the week. <laughs> and that's worth anything, Aaron. You did it all for the Bravo star. So hundred uh, percent. You <laughs> know I did. Tell the truth. I did. How, what about, about you, Candace? Oh. <laughs> you next. I can go. Okay. Um, so I feel like I, I did I made a lot of choices I was proud of this week. Um I was more intentional, not to say I was perfect. And I think that goes back to the whole like progress, not perfection mm-hmm. thing. But I think our conversation helped me to be intentional in thinking about the future when making choices in the present. Um, so I, something I've shared a lot I struggle with is not wanting to eat my leftovers. And I'm triggered at that time when I'm like driving home from work 
especially with a like 20, 25 minute drive stopping and air, like I'm triggered to want to stop and pick something up for dinner. And usually if I'm doing that, my mind's like, well, I'm not just going to get a salad. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. Um, and that's just how my, my mind has worked historically. So I made choices to think, okay, I have food at home. I don't have to stop. And I just kind of reset that thought to think about, you know, I'm doing this for not only myself and I'm worth it. It's also for my future too. Um, I know Aaron, you said it before. I want to make choices now that make my future self proud and happy and that I, I can be proud of those choices in the future. And it's hard sometimes I think to think of that in the moment because we are so uh, focused on the immediate. And so like, especially with social media and all the other, everything's instant. I can go on Amazon and have something at my door uh, in two days or even in one day or the same day in some cases. So we're just so focused in this society on just instant gratification. Um, so I, I think I made a lot of um, intentional choices to do things that make my future self proud and benefit my future self and my current self. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yay. And the cool thing, Ricky, too, is I'm sure you'll notice and you noticed it before, the more that we make those choices, the it's not the not the easier they become, the stronger we become, but we're yeah. literally creating these new brain pathways. We're training our brain to go, this is the first choice. This isn't mm-hmm. the last choice, but this is the first choice. Yeah. And it really it makes a difference. Yeah, I was down 0.8 this week and I was really happy. Yeah. Yay. All right, Candace, you're I guess up. all this brain work works, you know. Look yes. at that. You focus what on the our system this week. I know. Look, I can't, I can't break the streak. I feel pressure. I feel like I have to say, oh, no, but Can I, I did just say well. real quick, though, I realize I keep touching my hair and fixing my hair, and it's because my hair is like so jealous to the beautiful wave. I know if you're on the podcast, you can't see it, so you have to come over to YouTube because Candace's hair looks so lush today that my hair is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's not even down. So, yeah. Let it down, Ricky. Let it, Let down. it down. Let it flow. <laughs> no. But that I'm actually sorry, goes sorry. into what I worked on this week. Because when we started uh, talking this morning, the first thing Aaron and Ricky said very nicely was that they thought I looked very pretty and that my hair looked nice. And I'm learning to accept compliments and learning and working on my positive affirmation. So that was a big thing for me this week. The eating and exercise maybe might not wasn't the best, but what I said to myself was really, really important. So I was trying really hard to make sure that I was saying the right things and, and not kind of being negative to myself and accepting compliments. It's really, really hard to do for me. Because I'm used to being that Debbie Downer who's like, oh, no, this little thing, 
don't tell, you know, that's not, it's mm-hmm. just this old, I didn't do anything. I look the same as I did last week. Instead of saying, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Today was a good day. I'm trying my best. You know, those things are important to me. So I did that this week and it felt good because. Bravo to you. Thank Bravo you. Bravo star for those of you guys on the podcast. For yeah, I've got the round of applause here. <laughs> and I've also been struggling with, you know, so uh, I'm a mom to a almost an almost 11 month old. I cannot <laughs> believe that. And we're going through some challenges with nursing where he's very much not interested in it anymore. And I'm trying not to feel rejected and not trying not to feel like a horrible mother because he's just not interested. And um, I always had this dream in my mind, kind of like we do with anything in life, that I was going to be one of those mothers who had their baby lovingly nursing until I don't know when. I don't know if I thought it was going to be two years or three years, but (laughs) Isaiah's not having it anymore. He was like, I'm not interested. You're going to have to give those points back to WW because, you know, you get points for nursing. And I was like, no, please nurse so I can eat more food. Please, please. (laughs) Part of it was sadness for that. But the other part was I have to give points back to WW now because I get 53 points because I'm nursing. And if I'm no longer nursing, I don't get that many points. So listen, I don't know why I'm sitting here jealous of your 53 points. Cause if I'm completely honest, my days up until now have been for 53 points. <laughs> yeah, I just on. haven't been tracking them. Is that? <laughs> but, but it's, but it's not a, at least it was um, for approved. me acceptable. It was approved. Yeah. Now it's like you ate 53 points. You're negative 200 for the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got a problem. Yes. Candace, so. though, you you do feel like a sense of come asking from the perspective of um, someone who's not a parent yet. But so but you do feel when you're nursing, like noticeably hungrier than you did, you know, at a different stage in your life. So do you think that you'll be able to track that feeling of like, okay, I, I'm not nursing now. I don't feel as hungry at two o'clock for, you know, to throw a random number out there. Like, do you think you could track that so that you can try and notice the times where maybe you don't need as heavy a snack or like things like that? Yeah, I think I definitely could. And I think it's a weird place to be, because the challenge for me too, is that I'm still nursing. I mean, I'm still pumping, which is Mm -hmm. not to get into the dynamics of it, but I still have the hunger. I'm still producing to a level, right? whether he's eating it or not, whether he's, he's latching or he's not. So I have, I'm kind of trying to, to work through this and to give Mm -hmm. myself grace and to understand that it might not be perfect, but that's okay. And I feel very therapeutic and very therapisty when I say it. That's why I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it because I my mind isn't there yet and I'm trying mm-hmm. to create new pathways because I I normally go to the negative. I normally mm-hmm. go to I can't believe it. This is horrible. What did I do wrong? Oh, this is going to be the worst and trying to stop. Yeah. <laughs> breathe. Accept what's true and what's not. What's the story mm-hmm. I'm making up in my head mm-hmm. about the situation? And kind of go from there. So, you know, what's so interesting. I'm so glad that you, that you said that, because I was just thinking the story that, that you have, and obviously you, you know, your feelings matter most in this situation, because this is what's happening to you. But I was just thinking, wow, how cool is this? That Isaiah at 11 months is beginning to make his, really make his decisions 
And we're learning already what kind of a a man that he's going to grow up into. And I know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make you cry. But like, (laughs) I just thought, wow, that is so, it's just so cool. And you as his mom are there with him, nurturing him, even though he doesn't understand why he's making these decisions, though you're with him to be with him, to feed him and to nurture him through these little decisions that he doesn't know quite yet that he's making. But I'm so fascinated that you're considering yourself a bad mom. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the most incredible moment, I think, of a motherhood to watch you. I feel like the sense of pride watching my friend do this. And then here you are going, I'm a terrible mom. And I'm like, you're a freaking rock star. This is amazing. (laughs) I can't even keep a plant alive. I've got a plant here in the corner that needs water. And you're over here making your own milk for this child. Well, but see, that's the stuff that I need to hear. But also I need to be able to tell myself because you were able to say that. My husband was able to say it. He said, you're, you're, you're taking away Isaiah's choice in there. He said, you can't, you're taking on responsibility for he mm-hmm. no longer wants to latch. It's my fault. Instead of saying he's choosing mm-hmm. <laughs> to no longer do this. Um, yeah. You know, so I think words matter and having, thank you guys, you know, you have always been a big part of my support system because this whole journey has been new for me too. I was a person who could not keep a plan alive. I still can't keep a plan alive. <laughs> so the fact that he's made it to 11 months continues to blow my mind, but it goes back to even what I'm learning in the journey. Yeah. I am so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And that conversation last week really helped me too, because I know why I am Mm -hmm. and I know why, what the triggers are for me and from growing up and the different things that we already discussed, um, having to choose to let go of that when I know Mm -hmm. it no longer serves me is easy to say, Mm -hmm. difficult to do in practice. Mm-hmm. So I hesitate and I, I pause before I respond or I try to so that I can really make sure I'm speaking life and positivity into what's going on instead of the negative while acknowledging how I feel. So I love it's not easy. that. Yeah. And I, I think the root of that does go back to, to what you guys were saying earlier. We create these stories in our mind of how things will be, like how I imagine marriage will be, how I imagine parenthood will be, how I imagine transitioning jobs will be. And it's like if we just let ourselves live those experiences versus imagining what they're going to be like or or imagining what they're like for other people, um, then I think we're going in the right direction of, okay, this is not meeting my expectations because I didn't have these crazy expectations. It's just... You know, I I go into it with stand like standards, but also not thinking it's going to be exactly like this. And if it's not exactly like this, then it's wrong, or I'm I've done something wrong. I had a revelation that I do that um, as a form of protection for myself mm-hmm. because either I don't want to get caught off guard, I don't want to be disappointed, I don't want to you know, let myself down or let others down. And I start to, I'll use that word again, insulate, right? I start to to kind of create, think about when we go to the scale and we're weighing it in front of somebody, 
well, you know, I had a cupcake this day or I had this and they tell you, uh, you lost two and a half pounds. Well, you know, it was a great week. (laughs) I expected it. Right. Mm -hmm. But we start that, we start that protection mechanism Mm -hmm. in creating, creating a reason why something can't be a success. Mm -hmm. And I realize that I start doing that I start at creating a story or that protection mechanism for myself around why I can't succeed at something when the reality is, is I'm just scared of failure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was looking down at my phone because I shared an article this week. Um, I shared it with the group the, on the Facebook group. If you check us out on Facebook, uh, just search Real WW Talk and you can find our group. But it was written by Brene Brown and it was featured in Oprah Magazine. And it talks a lot about the conversations and the things that we do to protect ourselves, Erin, you know when we are anticipating, you know, what things are going to be or what people may be thinking. Um, and it just reminded me of the tools that we use to self-protect and what the root of it is and where did it come from? That article spoke to me so deeply this week. And that's why I felt a need to share it because it's not necessarily why do we do it? It's what can we do to combat doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, what did you, when you all read the article, because I know you all got a chance to see it, Aaron did, or Ricky, did you all take anything from it related to what you just said? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, the whole thing is what's the story I'm telling myself about this situation? Mm-hmm. And I'm creating a story, not just for myself, but the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys ever have, like, you're having conversations, like full on conversations in your head. And the next thing you know, you've hurt yourself by what you've said in someone else's mm-hmm. mouth to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Yeah. Or you start to assume the worst about somebody when you're projecting their motive. Onto you, where it may not be their motive, and mm-hmm. I, there's time for an honest conversation to go. Hey, can we talk about this? Because this is how it feels on my side right now. Yeah. Could we just talk? Could you just help me understand? Can you help me see where you were in this? Because I don't want to think badly of you. Because I, kn- I know you care about me. I know mm-hmm. you've got a history of care. So, could we just clear this up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I found the, the article just to read. I just wanted to read you one part that's where it said sto- <laughs> storytelling, which is what we're doing, <laughs> helps us impose order on chaos, including yes. emotional chaos. Yes. When we're in pain, we create a narrative to help us make sense of it. Protection. The story doesn't have to be based on any real information. <laughs> one dismissive glance from a coworker can turn into, oh, I knew she didn't like me. <laughs> you know, and that was, and it said, um, it's like comfy jeans may not be flattering, but familiar, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, and when I thought when you talked about the scale air and that's, you know, you're, you're creating in your mind, this narrative that they're like, oh my gosh, how could she gain so much this week? So to combat it, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you all of these reasons. Just mm-hmm. letting you know, it's my time. Also, I went on vacation, <laughs> and then also I had salt last night. So I drank water this morning. Right. And, and, and therefore, that's why. And that's also what caused me to run from meeting to meeting when mm-hmm. because I had a story in my head that I was being judged, 
by the leader. They were leaders at that time. They're coaches mm-hmm. now. The leader and the receptionist um, about me gaining weight. So mm-hmm. I would run literally and figuratively and literally run from the meeting <laughs> and to another meeting where I felt that I wouldn't be judged yeah. when I wasn't being judged in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I spent all this energy <laughs> trying to hide from people who weren't even lovingly thinking about me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like I was a number. It was like, a, they don't even remember my way in after I do it. <laughs> right. But in your, in, in our minds, it's like, right. no, they remember, they remember that last week I was, you know, in a new decade and this week I blew it. Like they remember that. And there's judging. that girl who gained five pounds. Look at her over there in the corner. Right. Yeah. Look at her sitting there in that green chair. Look at her green chair surrounding her. Look at that. I can't I gain five pounds. Chair. Want to tell everybody why you gained five pounds this week? Right. right. No Bravo star for you. Oh, no you put your hand up for a non-scale victory. I saw that scale victory over there. Okay. Yes. And meanwhile, they've weighed in. I mean, at our center, 200 people that all throughout that day. They right. remember everybody's number. Yes. And they're, this is what people remember. They remember how you make them feel. Yeah. Right. What they will remember is that you weren't comfortable. They may not remember the number, but it's like, hey, I need to check in with her because I remember when she weighed in last things, things didn't seem well. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're, they're, they're remembering you as the human being and the care for that person as a human being. Mm-hmm. Most leaders. I know some people have had bad experiences with way and coach. Right. We, we totally understand that. But nine times out of 10. Yeah. More often good. than not. Do you guys think that um, a part of the, I want to swing back to the compliments portion that you, I think Candace, you had talked about with the compliments. Do you think that a part of the protection piece that we put up around us, right? That the compliments are the things that disarm the protection and it's almost like salt on a slug. Like we don't, mm-hmm. like we don't know how to take it. We don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And we'd rather believe the lie we're creating about ourselves than the truth of what someone else is telling us. Mm-hmm. It's what it just said in that, that thing I read. It's like comfy jeans, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you might need a new pair, but they're familiar. I'm used to feeling that negativity. So when you sprinkle a bit of positive, I, I have to really, I don't know how to react because I'm, I'm used to the negative narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think too, if you're a person who doesn't like that type of attention, it's it especially if it's if a comment's made in a way that brings attention to your body, like oh you look so much thinner. Oh, and it's like some people may think that's a compliment, and it is. But it's like why can't you just say oh you look really healthy or you look really happy or you you know something that doesn't have to do with your body? I feel like we had that discussion at a meeting at one point about how. Things that technically are trying to be compliments sometimes can bring attention to your body and almost make you want to recoil and be like, oh, well, mm-hmm. people are noticing me now mm-hmm. and people are bringing attention to this. And now I have a standard I have to meet. Now you've noticed. So I have to keep up with this. I can't, the, the pressure's on. If there's a, a staff party and I know there's cake in the lounge, I have to see if, if, um, Mary is in there because she she noticed I lost 10 pounds and if she sees me eating that cake she's going to say something like it's and that's a story too that's another story that we're building upon based on a compliment it doesn't mean that they're going to say that it doesn't mean I can't have a slice of cake but 
I I'm fo so focused on what other people are thinking now that I'm making, you know, this story up in my mind that just leads me to, to like all this unnecessary stuff in my mind. <laughs> and Ricky, don't you also think, Oh, I know I'll speak for myself, but mm -hmm. that is even easier for me to do when it's been verified at least one time. Mm -hmm. So I can go back to one experience where somebody did what it is that I am fearful that somebody is going to do. Mm -hmm. And we'll be like, well, you know, Aaron said that last year when I, when I brought in this, she was like, well, are you supposed to be eating that? So that's what everybody thinks. No, mm -hmm. that's what Aaron said last year. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe what I'm thinking people are going to say, but I will project onto everybody else the mm -hmm. one experience that I can remember that validated mm -hmm. that that's what people think about me. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you guys an example of that? So yeah. I haven't told you guys this in person, but I tried speed dating this week <gasps> and it was virtual <laughs> and my biggest fear... shut up. Hold on. I've got to get comfortable. Okay. <laughs> okay. <It's> my tea. <laughs> <laughs> so it was through um, like a DC like professionals thing and they had a, it, it was in zoom. So my biggest fear while I, while I hadn't done this before is like, I'm like, somebody's going to see me. They're going to see I'm overweight and they're going to just leave. And so there were about, they've had every female in uh, a Zoom room, like a, a breakout room, and then they had the males rotate. So you had five minutes to chat. And it was an interesting mix of people. The men were, some of them were older and some of them were, a couple were younger than me and a couple were my age. It was an interesting experience, but I bring this up because one person did do that. He came into the room and immediately left. And I'm like, okay. That's feedback. He, he's not interested. I'm not worth talking to. And I, I started a story in my head. And that one part, it was only happened once out of about 10 different men um, rotating through. But it was enough to have this seed in my head planted. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough to talk to. He saw me in a split sec. It wasn't more than like a second. And he just clicked out. And it's like, Okay. Well, and, and who knows, maybe his internet was bad. I don't think that was the issue, but like, I created a story saying, mm -hmm. yeah. okay, this proves what I knew was true. Despite the fact that there were nine other men who thought I was worth talking to and getting to know. So I don't know. Yeah. There were nine other men who were not rude. <laughs> there were nine other men who were not rude. There was one man who had no manners. Mm -hmm. And if he had stayed the full time, you would have been the one trying to click out from him. <laughs> so let's just put him in his box where he freaking belongs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see how I already created a story about that, you know? Yeah. Yes. Which I can understand, you yeah. know, because... It, it plays into the innermost fear, mm -hmm. right? Right. So it's almost like, I think part of our innermost fear, we're looking for that validation of that fear, mm -hmm. even though we don't kind of put it out there. We're, we're looking, we're, we're like, hold on, who's yes. going to validate that fear? And it's like, mm -hmm. there it is. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, mm -hmm. I am not worthy. Mm -hmm. See, I told you, let me just, and I think mm -hmm. that's a trick of the enemy, in my opinion, to yeah. Go ahead, Ricky. I was going to say, and it gives me an excuse not to do it again. Because exactly. it was very, it was, I was very outside of my comfort zone doing this in the first place. I, I was very fearful. And the reason I tried it is because it was su supposed to be like Christian singles. 
um, doing this, uh, even though there are a couple, I was like, Hmm, I don't know about that, but <laughs> listen, um, don't forget Judas was among Jesus's bunch. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. But it gives me the excuse that that one instance, like you're talking about Candace gives me the excuse to say, mm-hmm. well, it happened. So I don't have to do it again because, you know, instead of focusing on, and again, that's what we're saying. Instead of focusing on the nine others who didn't click out or eight Mm -hmm. who didn't click out, Mm -hmm. why are we as human beings preconditioned to be focused on the one Mm -hmm. who we probably were not very interested in anyway, but because he, let's just, let's just go there. What if Mm -hmm. he did? What if he was like, Oh no. Oh no. You want to be able to say, who cares, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to choose him anyway, but Mm -hmm. because it plays to that fear of rejection and that fear of judgment, we hold on to it for so long. I -hmm. I relate to that so much, Ricky. Mm -hmm. I've done that. And that's what I mean with the, with the weigh in, not (laughs) for me, my fear was that somebody was going to say, you know, what happened? And I did get Mm -hmm. a receptionist who did that. She was Mm -hmm. like, what what happened? What was your week? And I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> this is supposed to be a place of support and I am struggling. And this is, not- I started crying because I, oh. I can bring it on real quick, but I, it wasn't real tears. I wanted to make her feel bad because I was, uh, I was annoyed because <laughs> she was like, I mean, I was just wondering, you know, because you really got to make sure you stay within your points. I, she wasn't there for very long. And I don't remember what center it was because I was at 50 centers. I was getting ready but to say in the next week you changed your name. The next week I just went to Virginia, you know, <laughs> like, another center. Well, but Ricky, to your it's point, it validated how I felt. And I was like, yeah. I now can say that every person who weighs me in is thinking this. Mm-hmm. Right. And it kept me going for 50 to, to 50 different meetings mm-hmm. and it made you scared, you know, yeah. or, so. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you shared with that with us so that yeah. we can, so that we can pour some truth back into you to who you are. And I know, with everything we're saying, right, exactly. Um, and if we've got that guy's address, I'm happy to show up at his house. <laughs> It's not um, even worth it. You know what? He's well, not worth it. No, but you're worth it. So yeah. I'm just letting you know if you need me to throw down, I'm willing to. <laughs> We're going to have to restrain Erin. She's over here like, let's get ready to rumble. She's doing ready, ready to have a conversation. Because that makes me mad for you. She's gotten really um, big into the camera. She's like, <laughs> I can't help myself. Look at that. <laughs> but, but exactly what I can't say is like, you know, we can say all the good things you know, to dismantle it, but it's going to start, it starts with you believing it right with which, what we've been saying. And this is what I go back to. Why do I let something, this person who does not care about me, mm-hmm. who knows nothing about me, mm-hmm. why I'm, why am I letting the situation that they've created dictate who I am and what I believe about myself right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of the people who do care about me, the people who do love me, the people who do know me, the people who are pouring into me, why am I choosing to believe this little lie, like Candace is saying, because it does validate this little piece that we want validated or we think we think needs to be validated mm-hmm. versus the 500 pieces of, you know, this is who you are. 
because we interact with you every day. We see you every day. We know your love. We know your care. We know the tenderness of your heart towards people. And this fool comes over here and tramples. But can I just, can I just bring this full circle for us? Yes. But in true storytelling nature, I'm not saying that it, that it isn't that, but Mm -hmm. if his internet really did go out, Mm. we've already gone there, right? (laughs) I'm ready to show up at his door. So it better, (laughs) we're already ready to like kill him and pounce him. And he (laughs) called Ricky a horrible, ugly person. And that's why he slammed the door and left. (laughs) We have no facts to Mm -hmm. support that. I don't want to believe those facts. We don't want to believe it. (laughs) So therefore we have just proven, ding, ding. What storytelling does and how we can act on things. Because at this poor man, if we find his phone number, Aaron is going to be at his house or, you know, she's going to find him. And he's going to be like, whoa, literally there was a storm and my internet went out. And just like, oh, well, it better have because Ricky is great, you know. So, okay. So to play on the other side of the story, like, and then there's the truth, right? So let's say that's why he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's say that's why he did. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with that from this point forward? Good question, Ricky. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've already made up a story and I don't like the guy. (laughs) So, So it's so hard to go back there. I it's, it's honestly, if I'm thinking about it, it's neutral because I, I don't even know the guy's name. I never met him. So it's just like nothing. I I don't feel any, I wouldn't feel anything towards him if I hadn't created that story. And I would be just like, Oh, I see his internet went out. Okay. Well, it wasn't meant to be, (laughs) you know, just move on. And I would move on. But how do you think that you'll take maybe the possible story the, the possible, possible and not let it hinder you in the future yeah. and make you more, you know, to, because your fear was kind of right. possibly so validated. He did validate your fear. Yeah. He shut the door because he didn't like what he saw. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? One second of him doing that has now mm-hmm. turned into how many days mm-hmm. of a story. What, what do you want to do with it? I, I want to move on still. I want to like, not to say that that has to be the avenue of me dating, but I want to move forward and say the purpose of me doing this was just to have practice at, at, you know, dating and just talking to the opposite sex and just preparing myself for that. So I'm not going to let that hold me back. Does that mean I'm going to do speed dating again? I don't know. Because I don't for more because I don't know if that was for me. It was kind of overwhelming, like five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Like it was a lot, but I'm glad I did it because I think it has made me a little more confident still, despite that encounter, that <laughs> split second encounter. So it it makes me still want to move forward, and I'm I'm moving past it. I'm not going to harp on it. It was just a moment. Which is awesome, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 my hope for myself taking it from your story too is how can we reframe and focus on the nine who stayed, you know, for mm-hmm. me, the wonderful way in people who never say anything um, mm-hmm. other than something encouraging, you know, how can I focus on those things um, instead of the one or two outliers that become so loud because they validate my feelings. So. That's very good. 
Yeah, this is good. I like this topic. I don't know what it's called, but I know. <laughs> storytelling. storytelling. We're gonna we're rewriting. We're rewriting the stories here. Yeah. And I like it. You're calming Erin down so that she doesn't have to beat anybody up. Yes. <laughs> thank you for do you yeah. notice? I said, like, so, you notice what I, I realize this is what I do. I either I lean in or I lean back with the arm on the chair, like yeah. I'm, you know, one of my brothers. <laughs> but it's also the finger. It's like, hold up. It's, hold up. <laughs> I know you guys have my back. Thanks. Yeah. Don't worry. We got you. <laughs> Listen, if you need me to go sit in another one of those things with you and pre screen people, I can do that too. Okay. And it'll be like, tell me where you're from. We, may, you're from. we may need to leave. Okay. <laughs> no, no. We make the decision on this one. Okay. Um, well, ladies, this is a great, great discussion as always with you. Um, let's, I, I'd say real quick, let's talk about goals for the week. Who wants to go first? Anybody? I'll go first. I want to do more. This mental work is so important for me. So I really want to continue with my affirmations to myself being pausing before coming to conclusions about what people are trying to say, eliminating storytelling as much as possible. And I also would like to drink more water. That's the one that I need to, I really need to focus on my water. So that's me. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I did my little weekly check-in, put in my weight and everything. The goal I selected, which I'm going to stick to is um, trying to to make sure I do something every day for at least 10 minutes um, activity wise. So um, I'm still doing the bike. It's just not as much as I was before. So I really want to rev it up again, but I'm not going to have the mindset of, okay, now I'm going to do a 50 minute workout today and tomorrow and every day. I'm just starting with 10 minutes of something, the bike, yoga, whatever it is, something every day for 10 minutes. That's awesome. I am going to keep up with my walking this week. That was really great and therapeutic for me and having same thing, Ricky, something Mm -hmm. happening every day, water. And I am going to, you guys this week, I actually cut all of my fruits and vegetables up ahead of time and put them in containers. Like I was model WW this week. (laughs) I mean, I'm about to call Oprah. Seriously, <laughs> get her on the phone right now. There we go. I'm going to do that again this week. And so that meant being prepared and going to the grocery store and making sure I had the food that would set me up for success this week. Even though it was point four, I'm still going to take that point four. Yeah. And it was a great week. So it was. It was a she's good eliminating week. my ability to get annoyed because she's not saying only. Right? <laughs> That's what her face is implying. Her face is implying it. And I want to yeah. be like, only? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my face to match my words here. It was only. It was four pounds, not four pounds, point four. <laughs> See, four pounds is what I wanted. And I got point four and I was like, I got off and I went, oh, I know that's not right. <laughs> and I got back on again and then I picked the scale up and it was like, is there a sock underneath this scale? Is there a dust bunny I don't know about? Did I Aaron, all- what's the story you're telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you don't have value because you, you lost point four? That's for next week okay (laughs) did all of this this week it got fact but but Mm -hmm. uh the mental baggage that i put down this week was so much more valuable Mm -hmm. so 
there it is. There it is. This week is good practices. I'm going to be a model WW person again. How do you like that? I'm actually going to do the plan I've been paying for. (laughs) Look at that. That's funny. Who am I? Look at you. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Uh, We'd love to see you during the week. You can find us uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the podcast, just search Real WW Talk. And if you're on the podcast, would you do us a favor and rate and review it? Because it does help us grow when we can see your feedback. Uh, it encourages us. And we also, you know, take the things that you say and uh, take them to heart. And it does help us grow. Uh, we love you. We hope that you have a great week. Make sure to get in your WW meeting, whether you're online or you're in-person coach. That's where we're off to right now. And wish you a good week. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye.